0: Welcome to another edition of the G-I-R. You might think it's greens in regulation, but it's the Golf Industry Roundtable. I'm Kyle Taylor. He's Rob Hoffman. We have another exciting show for you today. Rob, why don't you kick us off and and we'll uh, get going.
1: We, as golfers, are always super excited to uh, get to talk to manufacturers of any kind of equipment we use. And the most important equipment is... The ball, of course, and uh, we're excited to have West Whittingham, uh, Vice President of Sales for Volvik USA, with us today. So, welcome aboard, Wes. Thank
0: you. It's great to be here. Good to see you,
1: Wes. Why don't we kind of start off with uh, Volvik? Is among the the newer players in the in the golf ball space. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the origin of the company, origin of product, um, kind of how everything's evolved for Volvik over the years?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Volvic is a Korean-based company. We have two manufacturing plants there. Uh, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary, as a matter of fact, this year, and our uh, 15th anniversary here in the United States. Uh, Volvic is uh, an amazing brand from the standpoint that it's introduced uh color to the game, certainly here in the United States, it's evident in uh, our number one matte finish product called Vivid. Uh, and you know, the the great thing about uh, what companies in Korea and Japan, etc., that have always uh, uh, brought to the U.S. market, whether it's in golf balls or shafts or even club heads, has always been color and kind of a flair for Different uh, components of the of the game, and so uh, Volvic has eleven different color combinations in golf balls. We have three different types of finishes, and we have forty eight different options in our golf ball product line assortment. And it's amazing what our engineers have been able to develop and uh, bring to the bring to the market for players of all skill sets, whether they're the tour player or the recreational player, which we're seeing a significant growth in uh, over the last two or three months during the pandemic.
1: Fantastic. I mean, I, I guess maybe I misspoke a little bit then in calling you guys kind of a new player. I did not know it would have been 40 years. So you've really been around for quite a while, even though just 15 in the U.S. Can you tell us about that a little bit? I mean, entering a, a market with um i guess what you know could be considered established players what you know some of the challenges have been how you guys have overcome it you know has it been through some of the uniqueness of your offering you know what's what's been you know what's contributed to such trajectory of becoming such a well-known brand
2: sure so you know as all of us know the u.s is the biggest market in the golf industry um and you know relatively speaking Golf has always been a very traditional game and the sale of white golf balls up until the last five or six years, probably made up 95, 96% of all golf balls sold. But five years ago, that percentage started changing and today over 12% of all golf balls sold have some type of, or some type of color, let's put it that way. If you combine everything, and of course, I'm excluding range balls and some of those types of things, but actual uh, playing type of golf balls in color now make up 12%. I'm projecting that's going to double within the next three years. And I'm also gonna make a, one of my wild ass statements and say that in the next 10 years, it's very conceivable that color golf balls will outsell traditional white as the demographic of our population and players et cetera, continues to change and evolve uh, and as we continue to engage and embrace new players i think you're going to continue to see more and more color golf balls uh, out on the golf course
1: what what contributes to that is it is it just for the flavor of it people just want the you know to be using something different because they're easier to find they're easier to see while they're in the air
2: sure and i think you just hit on it i think it's they're easier to see they're easier to uh see on the ground it's easier to track while they're in the air you know all of us playing a white golf ball uh have had those times where you've lost the ball in the horizon on a slightly cloudy day and white golf balls during certain times of the year are just harder to track uh, because of the horizon issue, et cetera, than a color golf ball. And believe it or not, our number one selling golf ball is green, you know, so that's the last color in the world that you would probably suspect uh, would be the number one seller. But green, especially this lime, almost fluorescent green color, uh, creates such a great contrast in the air and also on the ground that it's very easy to see. And the other beautiful thing about color golf balls is that from a focus standpoint, it's much easier to focus your attention on the ball, on the shot uh, than it is on a white golf ball.
1: Very cool. Kyle, you're muted.
0: I was afraid my dog was going to bark. So I a new dog. Wes, why do you think you don't see more pros playing the colored ball? Is it just a, a function of endorsement contracts or, you know, I'm always surprised that the, you know, some of them haven't embraced right. the color as well.
2: Yeah. And I think, um, I think it, it's what they're accustomed to playing as they, uh, as they have, uh started their career and and played competitively i think certainly the endorsement piece uh is part of that and where that particular company wants to focus their attention uh Mm -hmm. in terms of consumer sales you know it's uh it costs a little bit more to make color golf balls there's there's more lines that it takes from a manufacturing standpoint in terms of dedicated manufacturing time and energy and space. So it's not as efficient making all these different colors as it would be if you're just simply focused on white golf balls. So there's certainly an efficiency standpoint from a manufacturing uh, perspective, but in terms of players, I mean, you're already starting to see several uh, senior tour players and even players on the PGA Tour playing yellow. and. Uh, I think on the LPGA, I know we have eight different players on the LPGA, uh, please don't ask me to repeat their names because I would butcher that situation, <laughs> but, uh our players all play color products. Uh, and, you know, we, we make white golf balls as well as our color products, but I think this is just a simple a uh, situation where over time we're going to continue to see more and more uh, players start switching to some type of a color product.
0: Well, I've, I've joked on this show a couple of times. I've waited 17 years to get my son to finally play golf with me, and it wasn't until COVID. But one of the things that helped was uh, letting him pick out his favorite uh, comic hero ball can you take us through the evolution sure, of the, the marvel the marvel series and yeah really more the business side because i mean wh- what an amazing deal you guys have put together yeah. with them and i think it's been a home run for you with sales but to comment on has. that if you would
2: right no question about it and it's a great question uh, so the marvel licensing the worldwide licensing uh agreement that we have was developed uh, by our parent company in vola korea uh and it it has certainly been a home run for us. Uh, There are seven different characters that we have in our lineup right now. Uh, Ever since we introduced this here in the United States back in 2019, it's it's just been a fantastic addition to the line and I think the interesting part is not just uh, players like your son's age but You know, I've been to the Hagen Oaks Expo out in Sacramento, California, in April last year, and we had our entire booth stocked with uh, five different Marvel characters, and we were bringing in people every age, uh, men, women, uh, playing ability. It didn't matter. Everybody was grabbing onto that saying, oh, my God, that's so cool. Uh, We want to pick that up. And... You know, our retail partners, no matter what the trade channel has been, whether it's e-comm or sporting goods, brick and mortar, uh, golf specialty uh, retailers, et cetera, have all done a fantastic job with it. And, you know, it's, I I worked for a company uh, a few years ago in the golf ball segment. And one of our licenses was with the NFL, which was a great license. Don't get me wrong, but it's only as good as the team's record. And by the time you get to the end of October, uh, sales of at least 50% of the teams probably is starting to take a nosedive.
1: Yeah, nobody wants to tee it up with the last place team, huh? Yeah, (laughs) the beauty about Marvel is
2: that, you know, these guys are undefeated basically.
0: um,
1: You know,
2: it just continues to go on and on. And every time a movie is introduced, and of course there's gonna be a Black Widow introduction, uh, later on this year, a sales spike—you know, sales take off, interest uh, peaks, and especially during the holiday season, we really see uh, a great spike in sales in all of those different trade channels we just talked about.
0: Yeah, it's got to be a great gift pack. Well, you teased the Black Widow. Is there an expansion to the line or any anything you can sort of uh, tip your hand to what we can expect from Waldoch? Well
2: you bet. And so we just, we just added Black Widow to the line last month. Uh, we're shipping that now. So she is, of course, the first character uh, that is really directly focused where we now have a female Marvel character. And, you know, one of the things that we picked up from uh, a lot of golf professionals that we've sold these products to a lot of the golf professionals use this in their junior camps as a reward for, you know, a job well done, you know, or executing different uh, techniques or etiquette or whatever it might be. And so they've been purchasing and then using our different marble gift packs as that reward element uh, for their junior camps. But Mm -hmm. one of the things that came through loud and clear to us is that the girls didn't have a character that they could associate with, and so consequently, now that we've launched Black Widow, all those girls out there uh, have that opportunity, and and we're delighted to be able to add uh, Black Widow to a group that includes Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, the Hulk, which seems to be everybody's favorite, uh, Black Panther, and uh, you know, and of course Spider Man, and so. This is, this is a group that uh, uh, is, uh, you know, we, we brought it in several different reiterations, whether it's in a gift pack, we're also selling it in bulk in these loose ball bins that you may find at a PGA Tour Superstore uh, or an Edwin Watch Shop, or one of those types of retailers in Golf Specialty uh, Trade Channel, and it, it just does fantastic uh, in that arena
1: i know we're talking a lot about um you know a, appearance of the ball but can you tell us you know i'm curious from a golfer's perspective you know how the ball stacks up with all the other normal things right. that we've always talked about you know launch angles spin rates sure. you know, distance all, all of those things well, you know what are you guys doing to uh match performance you know within the market or or or, or do better than um right. th- than other manufacturers
2: Right, which is, you know, and Rob, I've I've been in the golf industry 35 years, and and I've got to tell you that um, it's hard to, you know, see some significant uh, advances in different categories, and and I think that uh, especially in the golf ball space, you know, our friends at the USGA have provided uh, a governor of sorts on the golf ball in terms of Initial ball velocity and and putting limits on that uh, to make sure that it's conforming, uh, both in diameter, weight, etc. Uh, having said that, uh, we pride ourselves on the fact that we build a product for every type of skill set, whether it's in the urethane uh, cover category or the serlin category. Uh, there was a uh, golf site that uh, did some extensive testing on urethane products a year ago. And uh, one of our products, the Tour S4, actually came out as the second best-selling or the second best-performing product, both in distance off the tee, uh, deviation or the tightness uh, of the ball and the uh, uh, lack of side spin, which is certainly important, and uh, also wedge spin so you have pinpoint control and uh accuracy around the greens one one of the things that really drives our Volvik product that is different from every other manufacturer and, and really to me what what's the unique element behind uh, one of the unique elements behind Volvik as a uh, manufacturer is the core and the core is the engine of the golf ball No different than the shaft would be the engine of a golf club. The core is the engine of the ball. And we build our core completely different from other manufacturers. We've engineered this. So uh, the center of the core is the hardest part of the golf ball. And then as you move to the exterior, the golf ball actually, the core of the golf ball actually becomes softer and softer. We do that. So it's easier to compress and to increase ball velocity with every single club in the bag, not just the driver, but on off your iron shots. And, uh, you know, that's evident by uh, some of the uh, tests that have been done on our product, both off the tee and off the irons. You know, our products uh, test out consistently as well or better than any of our competitors products the other key difference is all the finishes that we bring so we have a glossy finish we have a matte finish which is what we introduced to the golf space uh three or four years ago and then we also have a new metallic finish that we just introduced at the pga show which seems like a decade ago but it was actually back in january of of this year and (laughs) Uh, you know, the cool thing about the matte finish, which is really what I think has captured everybody's imagination. And what is on our uh, Vivid product is uh, It it makes the ball really look like a ping pong ball, you know, it, it disguises the dimples. And so you don't see the clear definition of each of the dimples and so it By doing that, by by kind of camouflaging the dimples, that finish though actually has a performance benefit. And the performance benefit to the matte finish is that it actually reduces spin off of a driver and it actually increases friction or spin off your wedge shots and around the green. And the third and last thing that it actually provides to this is it, it has an interesting impact to sound you know so we associate sound with feel and so if things sound perhaps a little dull it sounds soft and if it sounds real loud and clicky it'll sound hard and so consequently our matte finish really does a lot of different things but you know those are the three performance benefits uh to our matte finish product so um you know again uh, all the way from our three urethane products, the S4, S3, and the just introduced XT Soft, which uh, received a gold medal on the uh, on the Golf Digest hot list, uh, and that's a softer compression uh, urethane product, all the way through the Vivid products, all of our matte finish products, the XT, AMT, all the way to our two-piece products, which include the VMAX Soft, all of those products are uh, engineered, designed, and built for the different skill sets of all these different players now that are out on the golf course all of a sudden.
1: You know, I, I know we have a lot of golf professionals that listen to us, but, you know, in this time of increased participation in golf, we've got a lot of people that are, are newer to the game that are that are tuning in here, too. Yeah. So uh, let's, you know, for them, let's kind of address some of the things you talked about with, with spin rates there. Sure. Side spin, um, wedge spin. You know, to me, when I hear those things, and I, uh, you know, I'd like to hear a little bit more from you. But reducing side spin is going to cut down on slices or hooks of the ball. Reducing right. wedge spin, or, or work, not so much reducing, controlling wedge spin is going to allow you to control what the ball does in the air a little bit more than than right. what it does on the gr- on the ground. Correct? Right. So can you can you expand on those a little bit for? you know, a, a beginning to medium level golfer that really doesn't understand some of the spin benefits of a, sure. of a golf ball. Sure.
2: So, you know, any any player that's relatively new to the game, and especially if they're going out to purchase any kind of equipment, and of course, as you said at the top of the show, the golf ball, which I'd like to say is the most important piece of the of equipment in the bag, because it's the only piece of equipment that you use on every single shot, uh, but... The most important thing is to be properly fit to whatever equipment that you're buying, and that also includes the golf ball. Uh, Now, you know, for years, uh, everybody has been looking at the holy grail of more distance off the tee, and you'll consistently hear people say, low spin, high launch with a driver as being, you know, the, the perfect combination but that's not necessarily true what what you really want to do though is you really want to make sure that a player has enough spin to keep the ball in the air because the, the ball is not spinning it's going to fall out of the sky if a ball has too much spin it upshoots into the air and it actually may look good but it doesn't go anywhere uh, consequently, if you have a ball that has too low of a spin, uh, you're really not maximizing the true efficiency of the golf ball, and also the efficiency out of your swing uh, on on the shot. So, you know, we we were associated, for example, uh, for the past three years with the World Long Drive Championship, and so working with those long drive athletes, uh, which is exactly what they are. They bring a tremendous amount of clubhead speed uh, to the game. And, you know, we're talking about players that are uh, that have clubhead speeds in excess of 145 to 150 miles per hour. Uh, and they're creating uh, ball velocity that's in the high 190s to 200s. And uh, you know, that kind of impact and force is creating some incredible uh, amounts of spin. But even with them, uh, you know, what they want to really try and do is create a situation where they're, they're creating a spin rate somewhere in the 2,800 uh, to low 3,000 rate and minimize, of course, their side spin, uh, which is really their Achilles' heel. Uh, because they've got to, of course, keep the ball in a grid. Uh, so, when they're bombing at 400 yards, it not only has to be out there in distance, but it also has to be straight. Uh, so, you know, everybody really needs to appreciate the fact that no matter if you're a world long drive player, a tour player with, say, 110 mile per hour club head speed and ball velocity of 165 miles per hour, or the weekend player who has 90 mile per hour club head speed and a, a ball velocity in the uh, 130 mile per hour range. Uh, in every single case, what, what you really wanna do is make sure that you're playing with a product that uh, is creating enough spin to keep the ball in the air and that 26 to 2800 uh, RPM is really kind of the ideal range with a driver. And you really wanna have a launch angle above 12 degrees. Uh, is the ideal, uh, for the, for the, uh, recreational player.
1: Fantastic. Kyle, do you have anything else?
0: He, sounds like you sort of need a buyer's guide to, uh, assess the ball quality to fit your, your club head speed and your playing capability.
2: Well, you know, Kyle, uh, I, I think that, uh, for years, a lot of people, uh, have really purchased golf balls for two basic reasons, right? Or, or two basic elements. One is price. You know, how sure. much does it cost? And uh, and they associate that, of course, to how many golf balls am I going to go out and lose today? So it's almost like they're looking at it as a form of uh, ammo. You know, it's a consumable. And so how many of these things am I going to buy? And with the high incidence that I'll probably not find a bunch of them. Uh, then you've got the other flip side of this, on the, on the other side of the spectrum, where you have players that are spending uh, in the 40s, uh, $45 or above for a dozen golf balls that are urethane, typically three or four layer uh, products, and they're buying it specifically to suit their needs with what we exa- just talked about, and that is spin rate, feel, performance around the greens, And everybody has a specific strength to their game, whether it's their iron game, their short game, off the tee, uh, et cetera. And so a lot of players are buying products that really fit into what their game strengths are, or at least they should be. And so you're right, buying the product that really fits your needs is the uh, critical nature to me of buying all these products because when you walk into a retail store my god there's uh, there's probably in excess of 30 40 different models of golf balls at price points that go from maybe $15 all the way up to 50 and uh, you've got this huge assortment of uh, construction and color and all sorts of different things that are associated with it so I can imagine, as a consumer, walking in and really not knowing what to purchase. Uh, you know, it's it's a pretty tall order to walk in and confidently figure out what suits your game the best. But I think, you know, the best forum, of course, besides podcasts, et cetera, and, and listening to shows like this, is go online and start looking at different manufacturers' websites, um, certainly uh, Google, and I'm sure probably provides a lot of information on, on golf ball fitting, but you know, the fitting elements are out there. And to me, it's making sure that you're fitting your, uh, the needs of your game to the type of product uh, that, is, that is best suited for that.
1: So Wes i've i've joked i'll I'll ask you this question because i've joked from episode to episode in the previous ones i'm done talking about covid i don't want to hear about it anymore or whatever but it's undeniable that um there have been changes to to the golf industry mostly for the positive here so can you can you share a little bit us about a little bit with us about some of the trajectory with 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 Volvic as it relates to COVID and it's, you know, the space of golf balls and, and golf ball sales, you know, within the industry as to what's been happening and what you guys are, are kind of forecasting.
2: Sure, Rob, love to. So, you know, well, uh, the pandemic is, has created a lot of uh, challenges and constraints on uh, people in all sorts of different areas of their life. The one great thing that's happened to the golf industry, of course, is that we've seen a, incredible increase in rounds played and uh, uh the participation rates are up and we're we're seeing golfers that uh are just picking up the game uh that uh, have decided to come out and try this and and uh enjoy a a game that all of us uh certainly embrace and love and so you know that's that's been uh a wonderful outcome of something this tragic, but you know, the thing that we're seeing right now is, you know, with rounds played up uh, 25% or more in several regions and areas of the country, uh, we're also seeing, of course, the associated impact, the positive impact of golf ball sales being up 28% uh, in the month of July, which is unprecedented. And we're also seeing unprecedented demands in all the other Uh, golf equipment uh, categories, whether it's woods, irons, putters, what have you. And so uh, while we still may be uh, behind a little bit from uh, our year-to-date numbers, the last 60 days especially, and I'm sure August is going to ring up the same way as June and July, we've seen some unprecedented numbers come out in terms of uh, uh, purchases, And, you know, all that leads to good things, you know, it's now, now the challenge for us as an industry is keeping people out there. And, you know, at Volvic, what we're going to do is we're going to continue to push the aspect of uh, really what is the heartbeat of the brand. And that is the different, the the color concepts uh, of our product, uh, all the enjoyable things that uh, people can pick up on with our Marvel uh, license goods, et cetera. And so we're going to continue to, to push that. And certainly, you know, for uh, your listeners, you know, if they uh, are having a hard time finding any of our products, they're more than welcome to visit our site, Volvik, but they can, they can find our products at all the major retailers, certainly online with all the major uh, golf retailers as well and hopefully at their local pro shops. But uh, we're excited about you know, the potential and we're looking forward to 2021 and seeing uh, uh, what we can uh, uh, continue to build on with all these new players that we have out there at the
0: golf course. Very cool. Well, the Taylor boys have uh, contributed a few cases of the Hulk green ball. So uh, <laughs> that may be the boost in your numbers.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> uh.
0: Well, we want to thank you for being on the show, the golf industry Roundtable, and, and all that you and Volvo do for the, for the game of golf. So, um, appreciate your time. We'd love to have you back uh, on in a few months.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure. We'd love to do it.
0: Good.
1: Thanks so much, Wes. I'm Rob Hoffman. It's Kyle Taylor. Thanks to Wes Whittingham from Golf uh, from Volvic, USA being on. We'll look forward to seeing you guys again soon.